What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 39 of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do? What it do? This is Jalen Prince. We got a song. Have you never heard that? That's been on every episode. No. (laughs) That's been our intro for every episode. Dog, man, if I would have known that, man. Don't you listen to your episodes afterwards, bro? Not really. Hey, so we <laughs> not really. We I take Gear, I take Garrett's word, and like I'll just wait until the aftermath of somebody that agrees or disagrees on us on Twitter and say like, <laughs> "Shoot, I said what I said," even though I don't even remember what I said. Fair enough. So we got a guest <laughs> in the studio with us today. If you guys haven't realized, we got JD with Brutally on a Sports. Hey, what's going on, guys? I appreciate you you having me on. I kind of interjected my voice before you introduced me. I couldn't oh, couldn't help myself. Don't worry about it. They would have figured it out sooner or later. <laughs> So we're going to jump right into this, man. So we, we dropped a bonus episode on Monday. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. That was Jalen interviewing a good friend of his from uh, Alabama. Yeah, again, big shout out to uh, Blake Byler, uh, sports editor for uh, the Crimson White the Crimson White here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Covers the Alabama Crimson Tide basketball, actually all athletics, all, uh, all Alabama Crimson Tide. You can find his work again on the SII.com and you can follow his podcast on the Blue Collar Unplugged podcast. You can find that anywhere the same way you can find two dudes at sportsnews.com. So again, big shout out to Blake for being my guest speaker blake follow us back on twitter man you're hurting my feelings a little bit (laughs) i'll I'll get in contact with him i'll let him know i'm messing with you man don't worry about it all right so we're gonna get right into this man i mean uh, you guys have seen this as much as i have the free agency period has been absolutely insane yeah these last few days and i I do want to apologize as well for the listeners my mic's been a little uh finicky since we started recording this so i want to apologize for that outright if i sound a little weird blame blame my equipment um, but let's get right into this, man. Free agency has been absolutely insane. Of, uh, even up to today, crazy things are still happening. JD, what has been your like biggest wh- why signing? And why? <laughs> well, I understand. I'm going to go with Sam Darnold to the 49ers. I know that the 49ers need some some help at quarterback. But why? You know, Baker Mayfield was available. I know the Bucks targeted him. Uh, but Sam Sam Darnold... Uh, we've said it multiple times on our show, a really honest sports podcast. Like he's seeing ghosts. He should be out golfing. He's a nice guy, but he should not be playing football. So that that's my, like, what are you doing signing out there in San Francisco? I'm with you, man. It's, it, we talked about this on your show. You guys, we've done it. This is part two of the collab. Definitely go check out what we talked about in their show. Um, I, I think Darnold is a backup to a backup at this point. I mean, He's there just in case Trey Lance drops the ball. So, I mean, that's my thoughts, Jalen. What, what do you think about the, the Darnold signing? Uh, good for Darnold. He ain't got to do too much. Uh, I actually think it was good for the Niners to a degree. You're just getting a safety net at this point, uh, like a quality backup to be able to hold it down. Uh, you understand that uh, Barack Purdy – is not going to be available until around midseason. Uh, I still don't know what you got. Say Brock Purdy a little bit better, please. We we got to Bar- get this name. Brock Purdy. No, you got to get some scruff in there, man. You got to get some Brock. I, I like. I, remember, I'm a Seahawks fan. Not his thing. I'm a Seahawks <laughs> fan. I can't get. I can't. Uh, I can't boost uh, up uh, like a Niners quarterback heavy you, like you that. You can't get big confidence, Brock. You're a no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Thank no, you. No, no. Call me, a little, call, call, me, call, call me a little bit salty. I don't care. Uh, 
How you uh, good, man? Don't worry co- about it. Kosher, salt, kosher salted that, <laughs> uh, which is what I used on that steak earlier, than, like earlier today. Um, jealous, man. But, but uh, with Brock is um, he ain't gonna be available. You don't know what you got with Trey Lance, so you gotta ju- you gotta get somebody to be able to hold it down that can be able to throw the ball effectively. But also, this has been a track record with uh with the Niners with the Shanahan's for a while. They don't really want to like a, a all talented type of quarterback. Well. I think that's what they're trying to get with Trey Lance, but they still don't know because he hasn't played yet. So, Jury's still out on that one. Sam Darnold is a good safety net. He's been like, he's got some experience. For some reason, he still finds a way to get jobs. Wonder why. Um, <laughs> but you know, I say it's good for him and uh, good for the Niners. You're just getting the safety net. Hey, I mean that's fair. So, all right, man, Jalen, what about you? What what is your biggest like? Why are you doing the signing of the free agency period so far? I'm staying with the Niners. This is Javon Hargraves. Here's the reason why. He, he, let me explain why. This is wow. not much. This, this is not much of a bad move for the Niners. This is a bad move for the NFL. This team has already got a stacked up D line. You allow them to stack it up even more with Javon Hargraves, who had a career season last year with the Eagles among sacks. He was one of the top defensive tackles among sacks and pressures at the interior lineman uh interior lineman spot so you allow that guy to, who's coming off that season to go team up with Nick Bosa reigning defensive player of the year Ar- Eric Armstead Fred Warner as your middle linebacker um whoever's at your whoever's at the other side of Nick Bosa that can still be able to get to the pass pass rusher they still got Javon Kinlaw you like you the Niners just like they they just the rich got rich, richer and the fact that they got Javon Hargraves I'll say that's the uh, that's my WTF just because like the rich got richer on that one well see, I, J- I see JDS, what you're saying I'll go right into you with this one because you're this is your your former guy right here this is for yeah, those you don't know yeah. James Big Philly fan um you know, I've been saying that I'd love to see an Eagles Niners rematch in the NFC Championship game. I wouldn't. I'm not looking forward to having to see Javon Hargrave again. If that be the case, I see what you're saying from an NFL standpoint, from a stack defense standpoint. But the Niners do not have a Super Bowl. If they had won the Super Bowl last season, then then I'd have a problem with it. But the fact of the matter is, like they don't have a Super Bowl. Stack up on as much talent as you can. Get get it going. Go get that ring, and and after that, you know, then they can gut the team out a little bit. But I don't think the the Niners are the villains of the league, at least not yet. I could be wrong, but they're I don't not. Really think, I don't really think they're you know the villains of of the league. And you know, as much as I want the Eagles to make it back to the Super Bowl, Washington, San Francisco's defense stack up against like Pat Mahomes and, and the Chiefs, or you know Joey B and, and the Bengals, that would be a fun game to watch. That would that would be a lot of fun to watch just just to see how those guys go at it. So I see where you're coming from, but I think it's a great signing. I think. It, it could do a lot of a lot of good um, for the NFL in general because San Fran's been fiending for a Super Bowl for a while, and um, if they can go out there and do it, you know, all props to them. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, for me, I think that Jalen, I think you said it best. I mean, the rich got richer, but also in, in the idea of you know building a team and trying to make sure you have the best pieces around you. Why wouldn't you do that? I, I would that one I disagree with you on just because I, I feel like now you have a rotational piece in there because now that defensive line is disgusting. And yeah, you've lost Jimmy Ward to defensive back, but I mean, you can't throw the ball if your butt's in the dirt. 
I mean, it, it's it doesn't matter how poor the coverage may be if they don't get the ball off in time because it takes you two seconds to get to the quarterback. You know, I don't know, but I mean, hey, we'll see. For me, uh, it is uh, Mr. TikTok himself, Juju Bum Schuster, <laughs> um, who is a, a, a number two receiver at his absolute best. And if you look at his stats, he hasn't gone for over a thousand yards since 2018. He's now some by default, he is the best receiver in the New England locker room. But that is Sad. also by default that I am the tallest man who lives in my apartment because I'm the only guy who lives in my apartment. <laughs> by default, I'm the tallest. That's case oh, in point. Dude. He is the only, he's the best receiver in the locker room because who, yeah, Nelson occasional hands Aguilar, and you have a bunch of other mid players. So you bring in Juju to be your your top receiver, hopefully not. But he's it, no, and I, I can't wait to see Juju try to get uh, Bill Belichick on TikTok. That's going to be hilarious. And we we would do Jalen. Uh, wh- how would how would Belichick sound if uh, if he was on TikTok here? I, I would I would do my impression, but um um, I don't know, you might not be able to pick it up in the actual audio. It's kind of give give me a thumbs up, man. If you can. <laughs> <laughs> hear it pick up a little bit can you hear it or am i kind of am i completely out okay good so i mean i i don't want to be on the tiktok man it's it's just you know it's, it's whatever i don't really see a reason for it but you know next question next week next player <laughs> or i'm out with them, man like i don't i don't get it, I, it the signing was stupid I, it's how how are you a mid receiver with patrick mahomes with tyreek hill gone and your opposite is marquez valdez scantling how are you not the best receiver on the team? I get Kelsey gets targets, but what did Mahomes throw for last year? He threw for what four thousand yards, forty five hundred yards. Some he broke it, he broke his record. Yeah, yeah he broke his record. So how how do you only have nine hundred receiving yards when your quarterback is thrown for five thousand and you're the number one receiver on the team that isn't Travis Kelsey? I agree. I agree. I think. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, fun. I think. He's like you said, a, a wide receiver too at best. I mean, they he, have he's to have a, two, a he's a two. We knew that he was a two. We knew that for a while though. Like we knew that back when he was with A B when he had when A B had a sanity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> R.I.P. to Antonio Brown's sanity. So so yeah, that's that's Fontaine's perfect's fault. Honestly. <laughs> that hit. Yeah, I mean, it all started after that hit. It really did, yeah. CTE. So, that's not. That's nothing to nothing to joke about, man. That's that's some crazy stuff. It's yeah, really tragic, sure. man. AB AB was such a talent, bro. It really is well, tragic. I think this would be a good segue too to get right into it. So, I mean, not only have been signings been happening, but trades have been happening, and Juju just fleeced the Patriots for a ton of money. So, trade wise, <laughs> though, who who has been winning the trade battle? What team has lost their their big blockbuster trade? I mean, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders got robbed blind with, with Darren Waller going to the uh, the New York Giants for the hundredth pick in the draft this year, which essentially was the Kadarius Tony uh, pick. Well, it was a Kadarius Tony pick, so essentially it was like a trade Kadarius Tony for Darren Waller, which is quite the, quite the deal. So I don't know how the Giants pulled that one off, but in my mind, that's that's the biggest fleece as far as a trade goes. I, 
when I saw that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. And not just because I'm an Eagles fan who doesn't want to see the Giants get better. Just in general, I was like, how how in the world after signing him on top of that for like a three year? I think they signed like the, the Raiders signed him last year or something to an extension and they go yeah. training him for a third round pick. Like what? They signed Waller instead of paying Josh Jacobs, which Jalen, you and I have talked about at length. I don't that for some reason, and we'll get into this later when we talk about, you know, if, if I were the GM. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into this later. For those who don't know, we got a new game coming up. We're going to play a game at the end of the, or towards the end of the show called If I Were the GM. We're going to pick a team and say what we would do during the offseason to better our team and, you know, what we would do. But that, that's for later on. I, I, I don't understand it. So not only did you not pay Jacobs, you traded the guy that you chose to pay over Jacobs. For a third round draft pick. For a third round pick. And he's one of the best tight ends. When healthy, he's one of the best tight ends in the league. Jalen, what do you think about this, man? Um. Okay, so I'll answer the Darren Waller thing. Then I'm going to give my biggest winner and my biggest loser. Um. With Darren Waller, look, congrats to the uh, congrats to um, the Giants. The happiest person right now is Daniel Jones because he finally got a weapon if he, if he plays. He That's has a weapon been. that isn't Saquon. Yeah, um, yeah. With Darren Waller, we know he is a top five tight end when he when he is healthy. Uh, that's always going to be the biggest question with him. So you know, stay healthy. He's going like he's really going to help out with Daniel Jones. Be because uh, out like outside of a gr- good running game, the the other best friend of a quarterback is a tight end. Um, yeah. uh, like of course, having the number one receiver help. They also resigned uh, uh, Sterling Shepard. We don't know how much he got left in his in his tank, so we're gonna we're find out about, about that. Two parading as a number one. Um, <laughs> shoot, but like we we'll see. Um, will will Wallace stay healthy? We're gonna we're gonna find out if he is. He's gonna help Daniel Jones improve. Um, and there's still a lot of improvement left for uh Daniel Jones to do. I will not call him by no nickname whatsoever until he earns it. So there better be the goal, there better the goal, be a lot of improvement for Daniel goal, Jones' the, contract to oh, we'll go along. My biggest my biggest loser outside of the Raiders has to be the Rams to me. Um, you gave up J- uh, Jalen Ramsey for just about nothing. You're pennies. not bringing back, huh? I said pennies. Yeah. Um, you're not bringing back Leonard Floyd, who helped you win the Super Bowl, like even though he kind of fell off a little bit. Um, and you're not bringing back Bobby Wagner, who actually flashed a lot on your defense when your defense was like depleting with injuries. So there, that's, there's that. That would be one of my biggest losers. And not just to gloat about like because they're in my division I, and I can't stand the Rams. <laughs> um, my biggest winner, I'm going to be honest with you. I got to say the Atlanta Falcons. Here's the reason why. You saw Jesse, you got Jesse Bates from the Bengals. He's one of the top. He's one of the top free safeties in the land, and Atlanta's defense has been one of the worst, uh, like worst in all aspects for a long time. So you get J.C. Bates. You took the New Orleans Saints, David Onyemata, and if you will remember anything from the Saints defense, they have been stacked on like a D line and been one of the top run defenses in the league at that uh, like um on. On like one, they've been one of the top defenses in the league. A lot of that had to do with uh, David Onyemata. Now he's in Atlanta, and Shy Tuttle, the other one that was right next to Onyemata, uh, I think he's in Minnesota. I forgot, or or somewhere else. I think it might be Cleveland. Um, not really. I I, I can't remember. But I look at those moves. David Onyemata adds help to Grady Jarrett, who's been um one of the top, D, uh, most underrated D tackles in the league 
for a while for a while now only because Atlanta's not winning, so he's not gonna get the respect. But you add on Yamada, uh, you add Bates, potentially um they're gonna like go deep in defense on the draft um as well. And uh, I'm trying to think. They also got Johnu Smith from the Titans. You add him alongside Kyle Pitts. Um yeah, you look at all you look at all those things, and plus, like they re-signed Chris Lindstrom, who's one of the top guards in the league, as well as Caleb McGarry, and you got them on really good contracts, and you still got more money to spend. So right now, my winner, I got to go Atlanta. All they need is a quarterback. Just got to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a whole another issue by itself. But like, we don't have any Falcons fans to be able to like try to defend themselves on that one. <laughs> I know, I know a guy. Well, I know a few guys, but I know a guy. But that'll be another time. So for me, I think the team that got fleeced, Jalen, I'm I'm with you on this. I, I think the Rams completely got fleeced for um for giving up a, a, a ham sandwich and a, a bag of ruffles for Jalen Ramsey, who, albeit on the decline, is still one of the top corners in the league. So now you pair him with a young safety like Javon Holland, you pair him with uh Xavier Howard, and you pair him with the vet, uh, Byron Jones, who admittedly isn't as healthy as he used to be, but that was something he's talked about. He can still play. He's fine. But as the Dolphins, like I got friends who were Dolphins fans. I didn't see him today, but I'm going to give him so much crap when I see him next. Because why? Why would you do that? <laughs> why would you give up nothing? You, you had all the cards. You had all the leverage. What are you doing? I don't get it, man. It's crazy. But like for me, Speaking of like doing stuff like that, like that makes me go into our next topic because Jalen, you talk about biggest winners. We all know biggest winners. I want to get I want to get dirty with it. But who who is the biggest loser so far of the tampering period in the offseason? Because I got mine. I don't know about y'all. But I just Jaylen, said mine. The biggest loser? Yeah. Who's the biggest loser? Rams. All right. Fair enough. JD, what about you? Who's the biggest loser of the offseason right now? Yeah, I mean, I hate I hate to echo what what he said, but I <laughs> The Rams were the first team that came to mind as well. I mean, just the fact that we don't even know if Stafford's going to be able to play or what level he's going to be able to play at. They're in salary cap hell. They lost Jalen Ramsey for a third-string tight end and draft pick that, realistically speaking, I mean, probably won't net them a great player. I mean, possibly, but they don't have a lot of draft picks left. I can't think of anybody else who's in worse shape than the Rams as far as that goes, honestly. I got one. It's the Ravens for me. Mm. It's the Ravens because you may have just lost your franchise quarterback because for some reason you can't come to terms with what he wants or wants and what is looking for. I don't fault Lamar and Jalen. You and I have talked about this before. JD, I don't know if you and Aaron have gotten into this before or not. I will never fault a player for not wanting to play in the franchise tag that isn't like a special teams guy. No, I agree. The, yeah, if you're a quarterback and they have you on the franchise tag, like I'll be a little upset. They can't pick up his fifth-year option because that's long gone. But you're asking, when healthy, one of the most dynamic players in the league to play in a franchise tag. And if he gets hurt again as a GM, you can go, hey, you've been hurt for two years. I don't think you're worth $200 million. Like that's To me, that's what they're trying to do. They're dropping the bag and they're pissing off one of their you know top players on their team who has still kept them afloat. If you looked at the numbers between Huntley and Lamar, they averaged 14 points a game when Huntley was their uh, starting quarterback. That is garbage. You cannot win games by only putting up 14 points. 
And for me, which don't don't even get me started on him being named to the Pro Bowl. That was a joke. I was thrilled. They're like, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going to the Pro Bowl. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then they go, with Derek Carr and Huntley. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> less great. This means less. Yeah, it but just shows like, how trash the Pro Bowl is. It's a joke. Oh, my God. But, like, for me, the biggest thing with it for me was, like, with, with Lamar. I'm actually going to defend the Pro Bowl for a little bit. It was actually entertaining with the flag for, uh, with the, with the 7-on-7 flag football. I, I, like, that, that was it. That, like, that was lit to me. Because, like, that was actually going back to just regular 7-on-7 drills um, when you went to football camp. So, like, that was fun for me to win. The way moving things sucked. Some of the, 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 some of the challenges they were doing sucked. The skills challenge and the catches were fun, but the rest of it was bad. What I will say to you before we get too far away from that, the idea and the, the reason why I think the Ravens fumbled the bag the most on this, they gave Lamar the non-exclusive franchise tag. I like meaning, that though. Meaning that this man can go anywhere. And there's other teams with cap who will take him as quarterback. There's one dude on Twitter who, believe it or not, has actually been right about some of the Falcon signings. And he's saying too that, like, oh, all we need now is Lamar. And if the Falcons have the money to pay Lamar. I don't think it's going to happen, but you've given him the non-exclusive tag. All you've given him is a safety net. Right now, there's if if he finds a team that's willing to pay him when he's looking for, I might go out of spite, man. I mean, shoot. <laughs> what about y'all? What do y'all think about that? I mean, don't the the Ravens get compensation though? Don't they? If if some and the opportunity to match that offer, right? I think so, um, but I mean, it's it. it if they're not willing to pay him what he's looking for, and he finds a team that's willing to pay him what he's looking for, the Ravens can't and won't match that. The problem is the fact that Russell Wilson, with his contract in Denver, and then you know the biggest what the fuck, excuse me, uh, WTF oh, um, signing, and the reason that Lamar's having this issue is Deshaun Watson in Cleveland, the fully guaranteed contract. Lamar knows that. I mean, first he's been injured two years. Though the style he plays, he's more likely to get injured. He wants fully guaranteed money, and I understand that he wants that. But from a GM standpoint, I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous, you know, to to give a guy who's been injured um, that much guaranteed money. To me, That's just fair. it's so so risky. So I understand where the Ravens are coming from. I think they're taking a gamble, but they're paying him like what? It's like thirty some million dollars when he's definitely worth more than that. But they're paying him that amount of money, which gives them the cap to go after other players as well. Maybe get him some help. I don't know if they're, you know, what they're going to do with wide receiver. That's one of the biggest issues that they've had. So I mean, it's a gamble on their part. But Lamar also representing himself, you know, his mom's his agent essentially. Um, that's also caused a lot of issues. Uh, so I don't know, man. Like I'm, it's a toss up for me, honestly. I think on like ultimately Lamar will probably play in Baltimore. It would be fun to see him go to Atlanta, though. I'm not gonna lie to see Atlanta go from from a team that. You know, you could fall asleep watching, and I love football. To have basically them going from re- uh, like irrelevant to relevant, yeah, Ooh, just man. like that, just like that. Because, like you said, uh, Jalen, they've already made some really good signings. They're already improving all over the place. Look, Lamar having Kyle Pitts, like that's a scary thought. You know, if Ar- the only issue is Arthur Smith refuses to use Kyle Pitts the way he needs to be used, he is not a blocking tight end. He can block, but you have a dynamic pass catcher at tight end, and you're forcing him to block for an aging Cordero Patterson cosplaying as a running back. What are you doing? The only if they have no, I see. I, I completely agree with you, but they have nobody who can throw the ball. I think that if you put a dynamic, a dynamic passer dynamic passer like Lamar in there like he's not the best passer in the league but he improved that 
dramatically over the last couple of years. You, you get a guy who can run and who can pass like Lamar. I feel like Kyle Pitts then would be used more as a pass catcher than just as a blocker. Personally, that's what I think. But I mean, who was throwing the ball down there in Atlanta? You know, Ritter and Mariota. But right, also, exactly. Ritter, Ritter probably could have done better, but also to, in, in Arthur Smith's defense, Kyle Pitts did tear his ACL. You know, hopefully he comes back from that and is able to play well. I mean, that's a, that's an injury that some guys come back, you know, full force and they're they're fine. Other guys that you know it, it can ruin a career. So hopefully, I mean, Kyle's able to come back and still still do oh, his yeah, thing. No, I think and, he'll be all right. All right. Well, let's get right into the, or the next one, man. This has been the news of the day, JD. You and I have been talking about this a little bit, Jalen. Uh, you and I called about it a, a bit. Um, Aaron Rodgers is. Who swore he wouldn't drag this out is continuing to drag this out and is doing the NFL version of the decision by going on the Pat hey, McAfee hey, show. And man, look, here's the thing. Tyler Perry ain't got nothing on Aaron Rodgers when he comes <laughs> dragging things out. Dude, I don't I don't get it, man. Like you're out here to, all he did and JD, I know you got some of the quotes, and I, I, I if you don't mind, I'd love to hear you kind of put some up for our listeners in a second, but like while you're finding them, like all, all you did was go on your friend's podcast to just throw shade at your organization while making yourself look like the victim and the good guy in this whole situation, which is absolutely absurd. Like JD, what were some of the things he was saying? Well, it's interesting you mentioned the word victim because he says, I'm not offended by any of this. I'm not a victim, which is referring to the fact that the Packers essentially were like, hey, we're going to, we're going to move on um, when he decided to. You know, he wanted them to talk to him apparently before his darkness retreat. He says, I love direct communication. That is the biggest cap statement I've I've heard <laughs> from an NFL player. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know when the last time dude, I, I was listening to that live and I started laughing. Like yeah. I, I couldn't believe he said that I love direct communication. Like, like come everybody on. loves direct communication, but like you're not communicating directly with your current employers. You're you're on a show talking around them to an audience who's now going to peer pressure them into getting this deal done. Like, I don't, I mean, Jalen, what do you think, man? Like, are, how are you thinking about this whole thing? Like, have you, did you get the chance to hear it? I didn't watch the, inter- I didn't watch the interview. I thought about it, but then like at that time I was focusing on the interviews that I have like for potential jobs and stuff. So like, I really didn't think about it. And to this day, I don't think about it with Aaron Rodgers. Like everything he's doing right now, it doesn't surprise me. Um, it, br- brother loves attention, but he loves to control. It's like most people, they want to be able to control what people say about him. Um, so, like, the things that he's doing now does not surprise me. I, I like at, at the end of the day, like, he's going to do what he wants to do. He's going to go where he wants to go. Um, he's either going to stay in Green Bay or he's going to the Jets. I think he's going to the Jets because, like, uh, the Jets did get on uh, the Jets did sign Alan Lazar to a four year deal. So, like, they are, they're doing what uh he he like what he wants to a degree i mean he got another list uh he got like i mean that's only one of maybe five lists five <laughs> things on his list yeah. that um that he wants but i think at the end of the day he's gonna he's gonna be in new york regardless they're just trying to get the contract right but the victim thing everybody wants to be the victim nobody wants to be blamed for nothing everybody wants to be a victim that's one of the like uh that's one of the diseases like in this world, in this world, among human, among like uh, humanity, like everybody wants to be the victim. Nobody wants to be held accountable to anything. Um, so nothing really surprised me with Aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he said his intention is to play in New York as a Jet. So is his intention going to become reality? You know, we'll see. I'm guessing that most likely. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, I may catch up. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries. No worries at all. Um, I, You know, I'm, is that intention going to become reality? I, I'm guessing it'll probably happen. I know he said that the the only thing holding it back right now is the two teams, Packers and, and Jets, are trying to figure out um, – just the details essentially. So I'm guessing that he'll go there. Um, the interesting thing to me was he said going into that darkness retreat, he was 90% sure that he was going to retire. And and then with the 10% thinking that he was going to play, I don't know of anybody who was really convinced that Aaron Rodgers was going to retire. I joked about it. I, I thought it would be funny and a great troll, but when it comes down to it, the guy has like 50 plus million dollars. He still can play. And teams want him, so why would why would you retire? You know what I mean. Especially going out with a loss in Lambeau to the Lions, is that how you want to end your career? You know. You're, however, he he is going to end his Packers career with his last play being an interception, which is fantastic. Which it's is absolutely beautiful. fantastic. Beautiful. Maybe he group. should sign the football, pull a Tom Brady, cry baby bum. Like oh my god, don't. It, we're going to get into this in a second, but the biggest thing for me that that frustrated me the most is the comment he made of, I am debatedly <laughs> the best player in franchise history. <laughs> Have you lost your mind? Do you know how historic this franchise is? If we have any Packers fans in the show, I know we got, I know we got listeners in Kentucky and California and mostly down in the Southeast and a couple out West. And obviously JD, you and Aaron up in uh, Pennsylvania. For any of our, if if you live in Wisconsin and want to hear, like, okay, look, this is one of the most storied franchises in the NFL. For you to be the best player in franchise history, he didn't say the best, he said debatedly, which I, I am happy to debate because <laughs> there are so many people who were a part of this team before you. I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm going to do a Philly call out for, or just for you, JD, first, Reggie White. Yes, thank you, sir. Appreciate Reggie you. White. You you're better than Reggie White, who only played there for half of his career, but is still the number two sack leader in NFL history as a defensive tackle. That doesn't happen all the time. Bart Starr. We'll go way back with Bart Starr, arguably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Even kids who are learning about football now still know the name Bart Starr. Charles Woodson, one of the best defensive backs to ever do it. And you, you want to talk about a guy who can play all over the field. Charles Woodson's one of the first to ever do it. We can talk about the predecessor whose shoes he is following in, almost to a T at this point. Yeah, right. All he has to do now is go to the Vikings and then allegedly steal a bunch of money from people of his home state. Allegedly, Brett Favre, don't sue me. Um, (laughs) If you want to go even further, let's go way back. Let's go to a guy named Dan Hudson. Dan Hudson was one of the first guys, as a former wide receiver myself, Dan Hudson was – to be fair, was a wide receiver in the 30s and 40s. But he held NFL records for 40 years until they were broken in the 70s and 80s. He was one of the best receivers in the game until Jerry Rice came along. And he played for the Packers his entire career. Granted, it was the 30s and 40s, but for you to have receiving records in the 30s and 40s when no one was throwing the ball, like that, that one's a bit of a stretch, but that, that's for the old school Packers fans and the old heads who, who love old school football. But like, oh my 
God, talk about me over team. I I, I don't get it. I, I hate the dude. The, the more and more he talks, I, I despise the the mushroom taking, ayahuasca drinking, dark retreat living, you know, social media controlling. Jalen, help me out here, man. Give me give me some more Ric Flairisms right here, man. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like the the beginning He's of like a hard a time country. holding this media down. It sounds like the beginning of a country rap song, is what that. <laughs> so oh that my sounds god. Like- it's and he's controlling the narrative, which I understand. But when you go to New York, they're going to eat him alive. They have the time, they have the money, they have the patience to destroy him, and I can't wait. But no, J- JD Jalen, I've I've had my little tirade there. What what do you guys think? Who is he right in saying that he is the debatably the best player in franchise history, or are there people who are better than him? I mean, the key word is debatably. And I know Jalen uh, talked about it on our show here. And uh, he, he mentioned that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is in the discussion for the greatest quarterback of all time because he has, you know, that Super Bowl championship to go along with the MVP. So does Rodgers have a, a claim to be the best Packer? I think he has a, a, a resume for it. I don't think personally he's the best Packer of all time. And part of that is because I don't like him as a person, but considering the fact that he does have all those MVPs, he has all those yards. He has that Super Bowl championship. I understand why he says that he has the stats to back up the words, but I don't think he's the greatest Packer of all time. I really like the fact that you pointed out, you know, Charles Woodson, the hybrid, you know, all over the field. I mean, you think of a guy who could do it all. You know, you, you think of Charles Woodson on, on the defensive side of the ball, Flew to, flew to the ball, interceptions, tackling, he could do it. And, and that's an incredible thing. Um, a lot of people forget about him. You know, when you mentioned him, I was like, duh, how did I forget about that? You know, like you said, Reggie White. There's just been so many players that have gone through Green Bay, played at Lambeau, wore the the green and, and gold. And um, for him to say that, I understand. Is he the best? I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know if I would call him the best pack of all time. There's a fine line between confidence and cocky, and I, I left two out. And Jalen, I don't know if you're going to jump in on these two as well, but like Donald Driver. Yeah, I, I thought of Donald and Sterling Driver. Sharp. Greg Jen, Greg Jennings, <laughs> Greg you know, is another one. Um, if he's not the best Packer of all time, then he's number two, possibly number three. Really? Who you got? Um, I to me. I would say he's one only because like I grew like I vaguely remember watching far afar of heavy like that when I was growing up because I like I said I didn't become a Seahawks fan and heavily invested into the NFL um until like in 2011. So the only time I really paid that much attention to the NFL because growing up it was college with me. Mhm. So, like, the only time I ever paid attention to the NFL was during the Super Bowl. That was basically about it. So, the last thing I remember about Favre was when he was with the Vikings. I do remember him a little bit when he was with the Jets, but I definitely remember him when he was with the Vikings. Um, With Aaron Rodgers, you look at the talent level in which he displayed through all the years. The way he zipped it, the way he threw it, the the clutch moments that he had, and the owning – and being and being a badass dude, uh, owning a city or a franchise for decades, and I do mean decades. He owned them for a long time. Talking about Chicago, 
Um, yes, he did. Yes, he won a Super Bowl championship. And yes, he's had a whole bunch of uh, playoff blunders. He's had a bunch of he's had a bunch of bad moments in the playoffs, but he had a bunch of good ones. But you think about the records that he broke with the Packers, on the stuff that he's done with the Packers, the positive things that he's done, um, and you compare it to Brett Favre and Bart Starr. I think he got all the. I think he already got all the records with that Brett. Okay, except for the only record that he doesn't have over Brett Favre is uh, the all-time passing leader. Um, but outside of that, you look at the talent level, the eye test, and then you go over resume. I got I got, I got Aaron Rodgers number one. I, I I love you, man. You know I do, but I'm gonna have to agree to disagree. And that's what <laughs> makes the shows great. <laughs> I, I love you, man, but I'm gonna have to agree but to disagree. Remember, with you on this. I'm unbiased and I'm optimist. So uh, the I'm, other, uh, I'm the I'm other record, but I'm a pessimist. <laughs> Fair. The other record that uh, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have is the uh, career interception record. Brett Favre still has that and probably always will. <laughs> that's fair that's fair but i mean like it, it's look we can talk about this all day I, I think when he goes to new york it is going to fail in a spectacular fashion because jalen you and i talked about this a week or two ago his offensive coordinator is going to be a guy that he said was good to hang out with he never said he was a good coach the jets are doing what a white collar country singer does to all of their fan base is they are pandering to do everything that this man says who JD, correct me if I'm wrong, said that I don't have a wish list. Like, yes, you do, because they're doing everything that you would want them to do. You're bringing in your guys, you're bringing in your receivers, you're bringing in, you know, your tight ends, your your guy as an offensive coordinator, and you're telling me that you haven't asked for this. They're just doing this by by the the, the goodness of their hearts in this cutthroat business. They are just doing whatever they feel like doing. This is all coincidence. Like, no, this is dumb. Like, come on, man. Yeah, he said he didn't have a paper wish list. Um, but, I mean, it was essentially a I verbal told me one. It's a text wish list. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but it must not have been to Schefter. <laughs> oh, good God. Jalen, did you see the uh, the Schefter tweet? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> Lose my number, man. Oh, God, I hate Schefter. But um, <laughs> let, let's blow on to the next one, man. I mean, we, we could talk about, you know, my – my distaste for Rodgers all day. Um, but what we are going to do is we're going to get right into the game that we talked about earlier on in the show. Jalen, this is an idea that you and I had uh, last week where uh, this is that time of year, JD, uh, where we've talked about before with this is, and we talked about with Brent and Dave too. This is my favorite time of year to watch everybody and their mother and relatives and deceased ancestors <laughs> hop on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all, all their things and post their mock drafts and what they would do for trades if they were the GM. So we're going to play our first rendition of if I were the GM. So that's, that's the game we're going to play right now. What it is basically for those who don't know, we are going to uh, decide, you know, if I were the GM, what I would do. So we've all taken failing teams and we have all decided what we are going to do with them. If I were the GM, so I've got the Giants, JD, you've got the Raiders, Jalen, you've got the Bears. So these are all teams that are in questionable spots. I chose the Giants because I don't think they're anywhere near where they need to be at. Um, and they've made some questionable decisions in this free agency period already. But, you know, if I were the GM and I were the GM of the Giants, what I would do, first of all, 
you know, I made a great decision by trading uh, a, a roll of nickels for Darren Waller. Um, the phenomenal job of getting my quarterback weapons that I made uh, the terrible mistake of not picking up the fifth year option and not <laughs> signing my star running back, who is the heart and soul of my team, to a better contract because there is a stat of Daniel Jones, and I will call him Daniel Jones forever, just like I will call Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jalen and I have a rule on the show where you earn your nickname. D-Hop is called D-Hop or Nuke, or all these other guys have their nicknames because they are they have earned it. They're the best at what they do or they're one of the best at what they do. Daniel Jones, I refuse to call you by anything but your government until you earn your nickname and don't trip over your own two feet. So if you look at his <laughs> stats without Saquon Barkley on the field, he is 16 for 17 with touchdowns and interceptions. Six yards per attempt and a passer rating of 77. With Barkley on the field, he is known for 44 touchdowns and 17 interceptions, uh, seven yards per attempt, and a 91.4 passer rating. He is also the only QB in the modern era to play more than 10 games for three consecutive years and throw fewer touchdowns than games played every single year. 2020, <laughs> he threw four, he played for 14 games, threw 11 touchdowns. 2021, 11 games, 10 touchdowns. 2022, 16 games, 15 touchdowns. He is making thirty. What is it? Thirty million dollars a year now. Forty. He's 40 making forty million dollars. Forty four year, one hundred sixty million dollar contract is what they get so signed him to. He at this point is going to be making if he plays all seventeen games and he continues to go down this road, he will be making more than a million dollars a touchdown pass. And you can't tell me that. If I were the GM, I would have fifth-year optioned this dude and made him earn it and paid my running back, who is the heart and soul of my team, which I know was unorthodox, but that's what I would have done. Are you out of your mind giving this man this much money? He is statistically the same as Baker Mayfield. And look at what Baker Mayfield is making right now. He, he's a journeyman at this point. He's the new uh, Fitzmagic. Where he's and that might be my bold claim of the day, but he is the guy who's now going around from team to team to team as the plug and play bridge dude. Yeah, Fitz, Fitzpatrick had a cool name, Fitzmagic, and he had an awesome epic beard. So he really did. That's true. Baker, he did. That, that dude had swag too. You can't tell me he didn't showing up. Oh, one hundred percent. His his outfits, bro. His outfits. Now that he's a commentator, on point, man. It's all, it's awesome. That dude, had, that dude got swag. Oh, yeah, but Baker and Daniel Jones have an almost identical pass rating, almost identical career passing yards. Baker's actually thrown or has more combined touchdowns than Daniel Jones, seven, 81 to 72. Uh, they have – Daniel has four turnovers, whereas Baker has uh, four, 57 to 61, so Daniel has a beat on turnovers. But their career record is 25 and 31 for Baker – 21 31 and one for Daniel Jones. They are the same person, and Tampa Bay got Baker for nothing. And eight and a half, eight and a half million it, this year oh for one year proven deal. If I were the GM, I would not have signed Daniel Jones to a multi million dollar contract because that's an idiot move to do. JD, <laughs> what would you do if you were the Raiders? If you were the GM of the Raiders? Real quick, I just want to say, um, even if Daniel Jones throws for a career high twenty touchdowns this year, he's still making two million dollars a touchdown. Just oh think about my that. God. Um, but uh, if, if I were the GM for the Raiders, I would not have made the trade uh, and gotten fleeced for Dale, Darren Waller. That would have never happened. Um, I, would, I did a great job as GM for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Props to you for that. But I would not have allowed that to happen. I would have not gone away from Derek Carr, um, considering the, the years that he had with Oakland, considering the extension that he signed. 
you got to stick with him for at least another year. Give him another shot. Um, it's the first year in McDaniel's system. Your know, first year with Devontae Adams, which Adams had over a thousand yards receiving. That was a good, uh, a good trade, I believe. I would have signed Josh Jacobs to a nice contract instead of having to franchise tag him this year, which is just going to piss him off. You know, we talked about that, how playing on the franchise tag, you know, risking injury is not something that anyone really wants to do. So I would have definitely signed Jacobs before. I mean, actually, they, he, they declined his fifth year option, if I remember correctly. Yep. That was a idiotic move. Um, I mean, now that they're in Vegas, they're making all these gambles and most of them aren't paying off. So maybe they should go back go back to Oakland, um, stay faithful to the Bay. <laughs> but yeah, if if I were the GM, I would not have made those moves. Um, I mean, I think they just the way that Derek Carr was absolutely disrespected uh, was really was really crappy considering he's played for them. He's he took them to the playoffs. He went through all the John Gruden BS. You know, he was there through the hunt the the Henry Ruggs um, tragic situation uh, and all that stuff. I just think that they did him dirty 100%. So I would have given him that respect of at least one more year personally, because now you got Jimmy G They have all that dead money and you got Jimmy G. Is he better than, than um, Derek Carr? I think Jimmy G is a winner, but Jimmy G's also played with, you know, a phenomenal defense um, out there in San Francisco. So yeah, uh, their quarterback is a mess. They should have signed Jacobs to a bigger deal. So if I was a GM, I would treat Jacobs and Carr right. Now it's too late with Carr and, and down there in New Orleans, but fair enough. Jalen, as the Bears GM, what would you have done? What what would you do different? Well, if I were the GM of the Chicago Bears, uh, the first thing I would do, well, to recap, all I've done is <laughs> be able to was to trade the number one pick down to, for the ninth pick to get DJ Moore, a true number one receiver for our current quarterback, Justin Fields, killing all the rumors that we were going to draft Bryce Young. Build around the quarterback in which we have, which means do the same thing that the Philadelphia Eagles has done with Jalen Hurts. Understand that your quarterback strength is running the ball and he does have an arm. You, he just needs to develop as a passer. So what I'd advise him as GM is to make sure that Fields is doing everything he can to improve as a quarterback and as a passer for one. Number two. I would do everything in my power to make sure I stack the offensive line with uh, stack the offensive line and the entire offense with weapons as possibly as as possible as can. We understood that we were ranked in the bottom tier among pass coverage, um, not pass coverage, but uh, pass protection. We were in the bottom tier. The offensive line was, um, to quote uh, a boo- a bougie board. The offensive line was atrocious. So we must do everything in our innate ability to be able to show improvement among the protectors of our franchise leader. I would address the offensive line immediately. I like the well, voice. We- the voice that you did that in um, was was great. I think every every time now on that, that you guys do this segment, you need to speak like that, Jalen. Oh, I fully endorse point. that. Hey, we gotta play. Hey, when we do it, we gotta do. We gotta put Beethoven with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get some audio cues and everything. <laughs> but that was our first rendition of "If I Were the GM" because we fancy over here. <laughs> 
So well played, sir. Uh, well played. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But we're getting close to time on this one. Let's go ahead and take it to um, the last question. And this is the other tradition. We're, this is the tradition we're starting with every guest on the show. We started with Brent and Dave, and we got 10 minutes of phenomenal content. And I, I love it. Hold on. Jalen, take on, it away. Before, hold on. Before we go. Uh, okay. This like next time we get this. This is gonna be the type of music when we do when we do uh, if I were a GM. <laughs> Don't play too much of it, man. We could get a copyright strike on this thing. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I love it. I love it. Make sure it's not copyrighted. That's we'll, great. We'll find some royalty free concert hall music. I mean, that's what we found for the intro. It's a royalty. Funny enough, it's a royalty free song called Eli Manning. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. It's great. Two Super like, Bowls oh, and two fellas. <laughs> oh my god, and and two times defeating Tom Brady. Absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Just Chef's kiss. But all right, man, Jalen, take it away. Let's do our our question for every guest we have on the show. Every guest that we have here on Two Dudes and Sports News, we're gonna ask the, like one of the biggest questions and the biggest uh, biggest riddles of the universe. JD, <laughs> oh boy. I'm not is, a a is a hot dog a sandwich? Bro, you know, I listened to that episode that you guys did with 1420 and absolutely hilarious. I'm not going to be able to give you 10 minutes of good sound bites. Um, so with that, that, with, that being said, with that being said, no, a hot dog is not a sandwich. It's oh, not a lunch go. meat. It is not any type of sliced, you know, meat like beef. It's not like a Philly cheesesteak. It's around. It's bologna in the tube. <laughs> That's that's, that's not sliced meat, man. You, you don't put you don't put any other type, you know, circular round. Never mind in a sa- in a in a bun and call it a sandwich. Uh, folks, if you ever watch this, understand this. This is a children family friendly type of show, even though there are some like PG uh, PG rated. So the type of gestures that we give um, is not the way that most people would think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Audio friendly. And and I'm not I'm not thinking in any type of inappropriate way. I'm just saying if you can't slice it and dice it and put it down nicely so it sits flat, it's not a sandwich. Philly cheesesteak is in a bun. You could that's sliced beef, you know what I'm saying? But a hot dog's in a bun. And you can't so it has to be cut into the hot dog sections. One hundred percent. It is sliced. It's just sliced nicer. Maybe if you take the hot dog and slice it down into four individual sections so that it sits nice and flat like that, maybe then you can call it a sandwich. I I, I don't think it's a sandwich. I never have. Damn, you muted. Once the bread is cut, it is separate. Even though it's connected, it's still separate. Because here's the thing. You ever heard of conjoined twins? Oh, boy. How do we go from hot dog to... Okay, this is this is getting wild and wacky. You could tell it's late when we're recording. <laughs> 12 a.m. Eastern time right now. We, we, don't have, we don't have enough time for me to get into my uh, get into my reason. Oh boy, <laughs> we, we are. Uh, it, it is it is a sandwich. It Shout is out to all the conjoined twins out there. <laughs> it, it is substance between two slices of bread. It is a sandwich. So, or, or, by by your point, you said it has to be a, a meat or lunch meat, right? Or does it just have to be sliced? Some sort, some sort of meat sliced, or I mean, even vegetable sliced. People call it a veggie sandwich, and and to me, that is not a, that's not real. Okay, anyway, yes, yes, but, we're gonna go with an easy so, sliced. Yep. But you, but a grilled cheese, 
you can put shredded cheese on that. That's still that's not sliced. That's shredded. That's but a grilled cheese or shredded cheese is still a sandwich, right? Well, once you take that cheese and you grill it, it gets flattened down, so it is indeed flat. Nobody has a grilled cheese with with like the the pieces of shredded cheese, you know, still up and so up if, and you, you know going take, up and down like mountains. If you were to take mozzarella sticks and put them between two craft singles, and then do two slices of bread on one end, that's still not a sandwich. You're gonna have heart problems. That's what that is. That's a heart problem. I, that wasn't the question. Heart problems <laughs> or not, is the sandwich. Because it has your flat stuff, but it also has round objects that have been cut in the middle, and the cheese is still round and whole. That's <laughs> the grilled cheese and mozzarella has, stick that, that's, that's inverted. The flat stuff has to be in the middle. It could be a rounded bun, but the contents in the middle has to be flat. The, the monstrosity, as described, had mozzarella sticks in the middle, and then a, a craft single on each side, or cheddar, whatever you prefer. We're not picky here. But then between and betwixt all of that, on the outside of it were two slices of bread. <laughs> mozzarella sticks. Mozzarella sticks are shaped like a hot dog, my guy. It's still not but a that's sandwich. It's a sandwich. <laughs> it's a sandwich. <laughs> so just because you add mozzarella sticks to the center of your grilled cheese, it is no longer a sandwich. In, in this Frankenstein oh, I've created. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna tap out on this one. My my, uh, my answer still remains: a hot dog is oh not a sandwich. God. We're gonna have to agree to disagree. If you don't want oh me on the God. show again because of this disagreement, you know I had a great time. Thanks show. for having. Don't me. Worry. We just can't ask you. We just can't ask the question again. We'll ask. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I, 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 you're you're incorrect. Um, but we'll move on from there. Uh, so, <laughs> JD, man, where can the people find you guys? <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. Um, you can check us out. Twitter handles at Brutally Honest, except without the T, Brutally Honest, because Twitter won't give us the T. Um, Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. You know, we're on Google uh, Podcasts. We're on Apple, uh, Spotify. Not quite as many places as you guys are on, because I've never heard of some of the, the spots that you guys put your podcast up on. But just search us up online or check out our Twitter page. I mean, we throw all kinds of goofy stuff up there. Um baseball a little bit of basketball primarily uh football but a little bit of everything you know we're just out here having fun trying to do big things so appreciate uh you having me on and uh co-host aaron he just wasn't able to make it tonight uh due to personal reasons but um i'm sure he would have very much enjoyed your your aaron rogers rogers hate because he is a fellow hater that's for sure i hope we'll let him chime in on this another time we'll get him back on the show once the season starts for sure but, you know, we do what we always do. Uh, we always give her a shout-out to you in our usual close out of the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We really do appreciate it. If you like the show, you know, tell your friends, tell everyone you know, be a friend of ours, give us five stars, comment somewhere on whatever section, because for some reason that helps feed the algorithm gods that drive us with the charts. Don't know why it works. People are a whole lot smarter than me do it. Um, what What is what, – it's March 15th. What about it? It's 16th, technically. You don't remember off of on on, on like uh, fairly odd parents. You're gonna have to remind me that this might get the day, the day that Crocker actually turned evil. <laughs> <laughs> this might get trimmed around, but <laughs> anyways, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, if you like the show, you know, do what you do best. Be a friend of the show. Tell all your friends about the show. And rate us five stars on whatever platform you're listening to. There is a way to rate it. Don't tell me there isn't. Feed, or leave us a comment because for some reason that helps feed the algorithm. Because for some reason the algorithm gods are made by people who are a whole lot smarter than you or me. And they have decided to build this up and create this way for us to go up the charts. 
I'm not saying that the listeners aren't smart. I'm saying that three dudes on this podcast are not smart enough to create an algorithm. JD, I don't know what you do, but not that, <laughs> I, not that, <laughs> not create massive computer algorithms for podcast ratings, but feed the algorithm gods. If you didn't like the show, this never happened. I love you and I appreciate you. We all do, but you're not getting the last 58 minutes of your life back. So I can't do that. I'm good. I'm not that good. But we will give a shout out to people who have rated us in the past, retweeted the show, done all that stuff like that. Twitter is the best place to interact with us. We're on Facebook with Two Dudes of Sports News on Facebook. The best place to find us is on Twitter at TDS and Pod. We're very active on there. Reach out to us there. Trash us there. Give us all your smoke there. I don't care. But the people who are getting the shout outs this week are, as usual, our buddy Austin over at the Rest of the World Podcast, our good friend Jim over at Fan in the Van, Brent and Dave over at 1420 Sports. The guys over BSing Sports, uh, Aaron and JD, obviously. Uh, Nate's Daily Wager. Chill Takes, our boy over there. Dave and John over Love of the Playing Field. Uh, visit Vegas Places and the Chime In Podcast. Jalen, what you got? Since you said it's March 16th with you at, understand this. In honor of the uh, the, the World Wrestling Podcast, the, uh, the wrestling podcast that you just mentioned, I'm going to say this before they do if they haven't said it already. Happy 316. And that's the bottom line. (laughs) Hey, there we go. But yeah, that's that, man. We appreciate you guys listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Peace.